Data breaches and identity theft are becoming a regular part of our lives. Learn how you can protect and secure your personal information. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Identity theft, data breaches, and scams are something that many of us are dealing with way too frequently. Recently, I got a letter from the medical system that we use for our doctor's appointments, and it went a little something like this. Dear valued patient, we're committed to improving the health and well-being blah 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 earning and maintaining the trust of our patients is paramount and reflected in demonstrating transparency, accountability, more stuff to soften what we have to admit. In support of these principles, we are writing to let you know that information related to your use of our health portal may have been transmitted to a completely different and unrelated company in error. Oops. Crazy thing is, this isn't the first or worst notification we received about our data being possibly compromised or shared. If you ever shopped at Target, been a T-Mobile user, or have been on Facebook, chances are you got a notification as well. And those are just some of the big ones. If you like tracking those things, I'll include a link to sites like Wire, which shares the new data breaches that pop up in the news. Protecting our personal information and identity is getting harder. You have scammers and identity thieves getting smarter, going beyond phishing emails. They could be using skimming devices at places where you buy. Then there are hackers breaching companies' database or even an employee illegally accessing and dumping the data publicly, like with what happened over at Capital One. There's a lot to worry about. While nothing is foolproof and guaranteed, there are some relatively simple steps you could take to make it harder for thieves to steal your information. In this episode, we're going to get into how to secure your information offline, protecting yourself online, and then resources to help you if you're a victim of identity theft. All right, let's get started. Even though most of what we see on the news highlights what happens online, there are plenty of precautions you can do offline to prevent or at least minimize some of your information getting out. The first is simplify your wallet. To keep others from snatching much of your sensitive information, slim down your wallet to the essentials that you need for that day or week. I understand if you want to keep one credit card in your wallet for emergencies, but you don't want to have all of your debit cards, credit cards, and store cards there daily. I know some people do this, but do not keep your social security card on hand as a regular part of your wallet. The next thing is, let's talk about those cards. Those EMV credit card chips are more secure to use. That's because they generate a unique code per transaction, so it's actually going to be much harder for someone to replicate your card. And if you want more control on how you manage them, 
like turning them off and on again, or maybe set controls with geographic rules, transaction types. There are apps like CardNav available out there that give you more control over them. I know as a Coastal member, they've worked with the app, so it's very easy. And then you can turn off your cards when you need to, and then within seconds, turn it on when you have to use them. I know I'm harping on cards, but that's the way many of us take care of payments. One of the things I especially want to mention is opt out of those credit card offers, the junk offers that you get in the mail. Most times, if you're getting pre-approved for a card, it's not going to be the best deal. In fact, it's probably a bad deal for you. Check out optoutprescreen.com to submit a form to get out of junk mail. It's quick and it's free. We're talking about documents, but something that's important is just when you have to replace those cards when they expire or you have other documents you no longer need, make sure they're properly disposed and or shredded. I'm talking about certain receipts, credit applications that are pre-filled, insurance forms, physician statements, bank statements, and so forth. You don't want someone to take that information from you. The next thing to consider is who has your information in the first place. Before you fill out the Forbes, whether it's at work, business, or a doctor's office, make sure that you understand how they're going to use it. Ask them, do they really need to have your social security number? If so, how are they going to safeguard it? And then finally, make sure you have secure storage at your home. Go ahead and get a safe or a lockbox to keep your sensitive information in. When at work, make sure your purse and wallet is in a secure place at all times. By layering these different tips, you're taking a huge step toward protecting your sensitive and private information. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're already somewhat savvy when it comes to being online. With just a few extra precautions, you can secure your accounts and information a little bit more fully. The first is verify before sending anything. Double check and know who's getting access to your information. As a rule of thumb, financial and government institutions, like the IRS, for example, are not going to be asking for your personal info through email. If you're in doubt, find the official contact number for the company and then use it. Second, you've probably heard this, but I have to emphasize this. Create unique and strong passwords. This is especially true when you're dealing with sensitive and personal information. Look, I truly get it. Not only do you have to remember your personal accounts, you probably have some ones at work, and if you're a parent, you have your kids' accounts to worry about. That's why getting a password manager can make your life so much simpler while still keeping your account secured. LastPass, 1Password, and Bitwarden can be good options to look into. Two-factor authentication adds a layer of protection. With two-factor, you're essentially adding a key along with your password. Usually when people use it, they go with the text message option where the site sends you a time-sensitive code. There's also apps like Authy that are more secure and easy to manage once you set things up. And then make sure you properly wipe your old computers and cell phones before you sell or donate your old laptop 
or your smartphone, go ahead and make sure that all of your personal data is off of there. There are data destruction programs you can use, including your hard drive's manufacturer's own program. And for phones, make sure you remove your SIM card. Finally, be wise with how much information you share online. If you have a public profile, either for professional or personal reasons, be careful about what you post. I'm not trying to make you paranoid, but some identity thieves look for information that you share and they try that out when you see those security questions asked to reset your passwords. So there you have it. Hopefully this will make going online less stressful and keep your accounts more secure. We've talked about how to prevent and take precautions with protecting your information. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, nothing is 100% guaranteed and secured. So what do you do if you are a victim? Here are some key steps to keep in mind. The first is you want to make sure that if it's with your credit cards and your bank account information, that you notify your providers right away. By doing so, you have some protections in place and you won't be liable for fraud if it's shown to be fraud. Reporting it as quickly as possible is a necessary step. Then depending on the situation, filing a police report as part of that record can also help you prove that this was fraudulent and a crime was committed. Another thing you want to consider is making sure that you have a way to document all your conversation and correspondence. If you have one card that had to get canceled because of identity theft, it may seem fairly straightforward, but if you're dealing with multiple cards, it can be a headache. Having a record is a protection for you. Should you have to dispute anything, you can refer back to it. Whether it's a spreadsheet, uh, a document that you have online, just have a, a way for you to organize and be able to search. It can make a very stressful situation a little more bearable. Finally, this is actually a little more of a preventative measure. But if you haven't already, check with your financial institutions. See if they have any programs if you are a customer or a member, that will help you when you're dealing with fraud charges or identity theft. I know Coastal does have a program to help its members become whole again. Getting familiar with the programs that are available to you now can make things go a little bit smoother down the line. It's never fun talking about this topic, but I'd rather you be better prepared and know what your options are now. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. 
before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode. The first is, if you're looking to secure your personal information and protect your identity, you have to look at it from both an online and offline perspective. I know most of us do a lot of business digitally and online, and that's where our attention is at. But we also have to make sure that we're not sharing information with people unnecessarily. An example I mentioned earlier is with doctor's offices and sometimes the forms just having as a standard the question about the social security number. Ask and push back. Double check how are they keeping that information secure. And that leads to the second one, which is guard your information, both with what you share and what the companies you are working with shares. Sometimes, especially with financial institutions, you sign up for an account, you'll see a lot of small legal paperwork, either digitally or as an attachment in an email, and in it, it reveals how they're sharing your information. While you cannot opt out of everything, unfortunately, there may be an opportunity for you to opt out of certain marketing information that's being shared. Every little bit helps. And again, it's about protecting that sensitive and personal information. Then finally, I'm just going to say this, get a password manager. I don't know anyone who doesn't have a ton of accounts to juggle. And yes, I am also tempted to just use the same password because it's so hard to keep track of everything. But switching over to a password manager has made my life so much easier while still keeping my account secured. So seriously consider that. Talk that over. There are a few free ones and the ones that are paid are really good and they're extremely cheap. I'm talking around less than $40 for the entire year. So I feel like that's an investment in your security that's well worth it. If you want to get the show notes, as well as the latest tips on how to hit your family and financial goals faster, please sign up for our free newsletter at simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. I'd love for you to be a part of the community. I hope this episode makes it easier for you to secure your personal information. I hope you never have to use it, but I think the reality is at some point you're going to get hit and I'd rather you be prepared. As always, I'll have the resources we've mentioned plus more over in the show notes at simplifyandenjoy.com. This season of the podcast is wrapping up and in two weeks we are doing the listener mailbag. So if you have a question about family finances, setting up things for the next year, wrapping this year up strong, let me know. If you already get the newsletter, all you have to do is hit reply and send that in. I have a form on the website or you can tag me online on social media. I'm at Simplify Enjoy. If you don't want to miss out on any of these episodes, make sure you're subscribed to the show. We're on Apple, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music coming from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. 
I appreciate you not only listening, but sending in those questions, your stories and ideas for the podcast. And I love that you're sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. I want families to hit their personal and financial goals faster. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.